Lord brought his word to us on the subject, walking with God in times like this. What times are we in? We are in a perilous time. We are in a challenging time, a difficult time. It's called perilous because it's near to the end of the world. Jesus can come at any time, even he can come as I'm speaking right now. And so the world is coming to an end gradually. And so as a result of that, uh, we begin to see increase rises in 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 form of um, you know uh, all form of um, evil works, uh, demonic activity here and there. But for us as children of God, what is God saying to us? We must make sure that we walk with God despite the challenges. God has made provision for us to walk with Him, in, and you know and to have a successful walk in this earth. Let somebody shout to be hallelujah. Amen. Now, we, we, we look at the case study of a man yesterday uh, by the name Enoch. Enoch, as we have learned, um, was a man who walked with God. He was not, for God took him. And then we understand what does it mean to walk with God. We mentioned that, number one, it means to know God. You can't walk with me if you don't know me. You can't walk with me if you don't know me. The Bible tells us in the Amos 3.3, 3, it says, can two walk together except they be agreed? No. So one, what it means to walk with God, it means to know God. Do you know God? That's a personal question to you. Who is God to you? When was the last time you spoke with you? When was the last time you spoke with him? Did he hear you? Did he answer your prayer? Uh, number two, we mentioned that it means being constantly led by the spirit you are not the one leading yourself one of the one of the greatest blessings that come with being born again or being you know accepting jesus as lord and savior is the blessing of <clears throat> being led by a spirit that means you are not the one in charge anymore you are in charge holy ghost you are in charge you are in charge Holy Ghost, you are in charge. You are in charge from beginning to the end. You are in charge. H to end. You are in charge when men lose control. You are in charge. Holy Ghost, you are in charge. You are in charge, Holy Ghost, you are in charge. So who is in charge of your life? Is it God or yourself or the devil or people? It must be the spirit of the Lord. So we say walking with God means that it means being constantly led by God. Now, number three this morning, turn your Bible with me. If you are there, you can please read. Somebody from the audience can read with a loud voice. Uh, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6, quick. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 5 and 6. Hebrews chapter 11, 5 and 6. By faith, Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found because God has translated him for before his translation he has this testimony that he pleased God. Verse 6, but without faith, 
it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is God, and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Amen. Thank you, sir. Now, it, 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 so we can see, see talking about Enoch. Now, the Bible said for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. You will please God. Now, so number three, what does it mean to walk with God? Number three, it means to walk in the spirit. To walk in the spirit. Galatians 5, 6 tells us that we should walk in the spirit. I will not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Brethren, it is, it is easy to overcome sin and all forms of uh, you know, fleshy walk when we walk in the spirit. So when we talk about walking with God, why is it important? What, why, would, why did you say it means to walk in the spirit? It means that you are not led by the flesh. It means that it is not your, your, your own flesh that is leading you. So in that book of Galatians, the Bible made us to understand this I say, then walk in the spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the laws of the flesh. Now, when we say walk in the spirit, literally it simply means yielding all the time to the leading of the spirit of God that is in you. The spirit of God, one very soon we are going to look at another series on the caption, you know, hearing from God. And we look at channels by which God speaks to us. One of the channels by which God speaks to us is through our conscience. Our conscience. Our conscience is like the internal policeman that checkmates everybody. Everybody have a conscience. And that explains why, you know, you may ask and say, what happened to the soul of people that have been, uh, you know, that, that uh, are you going to, are you saying that all the Muslims in the world will, will go to hell? Well, God has given them conscience. God has given them, are you saying they're on the unbelievers? That's why Christ must be preached. So every human being, Christian, non-Christian, believers, non-believers, have a conscience. And conscience is, uh, is, is, like, um, is like that part of man that is a police. It's like where, where you are checked. Now, do you know even, even the most wicked man on earth still has a conscience? And that conscience, though he might have been dead to dump on, but the, the voice of conscience still speaks a little bit. Are you supposed to drive that way? Ask yourself. Are you supposed to speak like that to your wife, to your husband like that? Are you supposed to speak to that brother like that? Aren't you supposed to be patient a little bit? You should know what is right. Our conscience. So when you walk in the spirit, it means that you yield to what your conscience is saying. Because the conscience, the Holy Spirit and your conscience will not contradict itself. God planted our conscience in there for a purpose. So number three, to walk with God means to walk in the spirit. What does it mean to walk in the spirit? It means to yield to the leading of God, the spirit of God. Now you may say, okay, uh, that is too spiritual for me to understand the servant of God. Well, it simply means your conscience. So you have conscience. The one that tells you what is right and wrong. Now, so when you do what is right, you are walking with God. Now, then also, because God is a spirit, and they that walk in the spirit, that mean they that want to worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Our God is a spirit. And so for you to say you are walking with God, now to, to walk with, with God, 
it is not the same as working for God. Of course, we know that there are many people all over the world who are working for God now. But God is far from them. They are here and there, they are here and there, they are here and there. But they are not actually working with God. Brethren, it is not about working for God. And in actual sense, God doesn't actually even need man to do anything for him. In the Bible, the, the book of Psalms tells us, it says, God takes the, they take it not delight in the, in the legs of man. So that means uh, it's, it's not really about, you know, you know, what you're doing. It is about your relationship with God. Number four, what does it mean to walk with God in times like this? It means to live, I mean, to, to live in the will of God. It means to live in the will of God. To live in the will of God. To do the perfect will of God. Turn your Bible with me to Psalm 106. Number four, what does it mean? I hope you are taking notes. What does it mean to walk with God? Number four, it means to live in the perfect will of God. Of course, there is perfect will. There is a permissive will. The perfect will is, um, okay, um, uh, Daddy, I want, um, I want a car. Well, for now, you don't need a car, but I can buy you baby bicycle that you can be riding. So what, because at that time, you are not mature enough to handle a car. At that time, you are not mature, you are not experienced so that you don't go and hurt yourself. Now, Psalm 106, we see an example there. I read from verse 11 to 15. And the waters covered their enemies that that was not, that, that, uh, there was not one of them left. Verse 12, then believe they is word. They sang his praise. Then what happened? They soon forgot his works. They waited not for his counsel. Now, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness. Now, and tempted God in the desert. And he gave them their request. Pay attention to that verse 15. But when God gives you something and he puts but, then you know that's not his perfect will. God, I want to marry that sister at all costs. That is my choice. And you pressurize God. Oh, say, okay, I've given the sister to you, but the end of that journey is not good. The people of Israel wanted king. God wanted, well, it was God's desire to continue to be their leader. But they wanted human leader. And so they rejected the prophet Samuel. And then God told Samuel, don't worry. It is not me, they are, it is not you they are fighting against. It is not you they are complaining. Their complaint is unto me. Don't worry, I know what is going on. They, they, they are beginning to copy other people, other nations. That's fine. I'll give them what they are asking for. I'll prepare a king for myself. And his name is Saul. Now, but the prophet told them to their faces, but they did not listen. What did he say? He told them the condition. He said, he's going to take your children as his own servant. He's going to take the best of your fruit. He's going to take your taxes. He's going to take this and that and that. That is where we have, you know, you see government, they are in control of everything. That's why you have kings and rulers in control of everything. Why? It was the desire of Israel in those days. That was, it wasn't the perfect will of God. 
for them to have a human leader, a human king like other nations. It was the will of God for him to come to lead them. Brethren, to walk with God means that you are living in the perfect will of God. Don't ask for something else that God did not desire for you. Perfect will of God may, may you see, you don't know that that, uh, that, uh, that brother or that sister you are saying, oh, Lord, that is the person that I want. Lord, just give me this person. You don't know, you don't know what the end might look like. You don't know what the road might look like. That job, you are saying that is what I want. That organization, you want to go, you don't know. You don't know who is there, who is the child of the devil that may be there. That's why you need to walk in the will of God. Oh, I want to move. Did God tell you to move, Sama? Did he tell you to relocate? Did he tell you to move? Did he tell you to go to another place? No. Your perfect will of God, it may not be convenient. It may not be convenient at the beginning, but at the end, you will enjoy it. Brother Jacob desired Sister Rachel because Sister Rachel was very beautiful. But that was the perfect will of God for Brother Jacob. Of course, we see even Jacob himself was part of that place calls upon the, you know, uh, you know, Rachel. When Laban came running, running and said the stole is God. Rachel was the one who stole her father. She shows that she didn't know God. And then she sat on it. She even lied to her friend. She said, uh, please don't, 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 don't. I'm sorry that I can't stand up for you to greet you. It is in the manner of women. She said she was in that period at that time. But it was a lie. She and Jacob make a pronouncement. He says, search my tent. If you find your God with anybody, let that person be put to death. Rachel did not die immediately. So Rachel caused her own self and even her husband placed a call. And what happened? It came to pass. So, brethren, you must always go for the perfect will of God, not your own will. And this morning, in the name of Jesus, as you begin to walk with God in this year, you will pursue the perfect will of God for your life in Jesus' name. And lastly, for this morning, what does it mean to walk in the perfect will of God? It means to please God always. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. If you are there before me, you can read. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. The Bible made us to understand. It said, no man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. That is our primary duty. One of the reasons why God took Enoch was because he pleased God. You will please God in the name of Jesus. In this year, you will please God in the name of Jesus. I want, I want everybody to listen, please. You cannot please men. No. You cannot. Don't try to. You cannot. It, because man's needs is insatiable. That's one professor who said. It's insatiable. You cannot please man. It's only God that can please man. It's not in our capacity to please one another. We can love one another. We can help one another. We can support one another. But you cannot please man. It is only God that can please man. And the reason why many people's life are looking the way it's looking is because they live all their life to please men. When we please God, then God knows how to take care of that man or that woman that you're trying to please. And this morning, we talked about one, working with God is, I mean, the, uh, working with God simply means 
pleasing God, walking in the Spirit, and it means living in the will of God. This morning, you are going to write down these four prayer points quickly. Write them down wherever you, you are. If you are if you are not sleeping, I want you to unmute your device and shout a big hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm glad there are some people that are not sleeping. Now, write this four prayer point down. Number one, Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for sending my own word to me this morning. Help me to run with this word. Number two, Father, order my steps today and help me to walk in the spirit that I may not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Order my steps and the step of my family today and help me to walk in the spirit that I may not fulfill the desires of the flesh. One of the brethren said something that uh, you know caught my attention one day. He said, we brethren are paying attention to the prayer point raised after each of the programs. He said, your life will become more glorious. He said it. I wasn't the one. Somebody just said it to my ear. He said, if people are paying attention to the prayer point raised, each program that are prayer point raised, he said, their life will become better. Do you pay attention to the prayers? Number two, Father, order my steps today and help me to walk in the spirit that I may not fulfill the desires of the flesh. Number three, Father, let your perfect will be done in my life this year in the mighty name of Jesus. Over that project, the change of career, your planning of relocating, you want to get married, you want to have baby, you want to build a house, you want one thing or the other, one thing or under. Let your perfect will be done in my life and in my family in this year. Prayer for number four. Father, Help me to please you in everything that I do in this year. Somebody said that was it caught my attention. I want you to pay attention and pray the prayer. Write them down so because we don't have time to pray them much. Father, help me to please you in everything that I do in this year. Now and then add your personal prayer. So go ahead now, mute your devices and begin to pray. You have just a few, few minutes and then we'll come together and then round it up. But then you can continue the prayer afterward. Now, if you are here this morning and you have not been working with God, you have been living your own life yourself, or maybe you are a member of a family right now, you are hearing me, and you know that you've been hardening your heart to the voice of the living God that has been speaking to you. God has been beckoning on you. He has revealed himself to you in a dream. He has spoken to you by the mouth of your family member, your friends, or even a servant, but yet you are here to listen. I want you to know that today is your appointed day of salvation. Don't please don't harden your heart. And you are here this morning. You have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want you to raise up your right hand and say, Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning as sinner. I know I have sinned against you, but I know there is redemption with you. Please forgive me. Write my name in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I have prayed. Lord, I pray as many that have prayed this prayer, please establish them. Forgive them their sins. Write their name in the book of life. Let it be well with them in Jesus' name. Brethren, go ahead. Go ahead. You have about one more minute uh, to pray. Make sure you are praying. You have about four prayer points and your personal request. Go ahead and ask God this morning and we'll be back. We want to round up. In the name of Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Brethren, I want you to unmute your device and stretch forth your hand. 
our Father in heaven, I want to say thank you this morning, even for the word that you have brought unto us. Walking with God in such a time like this. This morning, Lord, I pray. Oh, you are the word that you have put in my mouth, giving it to your children. I pray, Lord, let each one of your children walk in the spirit this morning, today, this week, this month, this year, and for the rest of their lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. To go out today, you will walk in the perfect will of God for your life. In the name of Jesus. Only the perfect will of God will be done in your life and life of your children in the name of Jesus. Only the perfect will of the Lord will be done concerning that matter. In the name of Jesus. I of Jesus as you go out today, you will please God. In everything you do, you will please God. You will be a lover in the name of Jesus. I over your heart, desire, all that you have asked God for this morning, they are turned to testimony. By the time we come back again tomorrow, you will have testimony. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed.